You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. All right, and good afternoon, everyone. Once again, here I am. There you are. It's uh, Juan. It's John DePietro. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Bethel. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Now, you want to make sure that all material is uh, any type of uh, mildew or anything like that, algae. You want to make sure that it is not on your home and walkway. There's no one better than my friend Jared with Bethel Certified Soft wash, and it's so easy to get a hold of them. First of all, I'm holding up good afternoon, everybody on Facebook Live. I just want to show the uh, before and after. I'm holding up that photo. There's the house before, what has all that. Look at that, the terrible green, the green stuff, as we call it. That is, in fact, mildew and algae. And then the the post, look how clean that is. And he did that for our house. He did a fantastic job. One of my neighbors actually said, Hey, Juan, did you paint your house? I said, I know I didn't paint the house. I had Jared come out from Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Same thing. Look at the before and after with the fence. I'm holding that up on um, on Facebook Live. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Folks, you can have this done as well. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Free same-day text estimate 401-617-2585. 617-2585. If someone would type that into the comment on Facebook Live. 617 617- 2585. You could also take a picture and then he'll even give you a free estimate, but it'll remove the algae and mildew. You want to make sure you don't have any type of uh, mildew or any type of virus uh, around your home. Certainly not with what's going on. And look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page. He has a fantastic truck. I love the way that they have the truck painted. Soft wash, power wash, Bethel certified soft wash and power wash. Jared, I'll tell you folks, he is the real deal. I am so impressed. And what he did, your deck, your walkway, look at the before and after on the uh, the walkway. Look at that. Who wants to have the green stuff? Not me, not us. He got rid of all of it. The before and after he did is uh, really, really remarkable. I want to hold up again. The before picture is at the top and then the after is at the below that. You really see where it takes all those green stains that are there. There's no reason for it to be there. Bethel certified soft wash and remember it's all biodegradable plant safe solution low pressure soft washing low pressure system does not harm anything biodegradable chemical removes algae and pollen and and dirt and moss and bacteria without damaging the surface is jared it's bethel certified soft wash and again you can in fact uh, text him if you'd like to. Free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1208. It's John DePietro. Representative Blake Filippi is going to join me coming up at 1230. You don't want to miss this. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Here I am. It is Juan. Here I am. There you are. It's Friday, May 1st. Folks, it is actually going to feel good. The Biden campaign looks like they're going down in flames as a result of the uh, interview this morning. Um, Governor Mundo, very important press briefing. Folks, we need to listen. Is she going to try to extend the stay at home till the end of the month? I don't know. But let's touch on a number of issues. He is our friend. He's also the director of Ryle. We want to say good afternoon to our friend Terry Gorman. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having me. Terry, I want to start off, get your reaction to, uh, and it's it's interesting, Terry, how um, the media of covering this type of thing has kind of come down to uh, me and you, because <laughs> the rest of the media ignored this. 
states. But it jumped out at me. So you have Governor Mundo and the Education Commissioner Fonte Green. They did a press briefing. They did a Facebook Live, excuse me, with Telemundo. And in the press briefing, uh, one of the comments that was written about in the Providence Journal was Education Commissioner Fonte Green said to the whole purpose of the briefing really was to gear towards not just, you know, they say the Latino community, Terry, but when I listened to it, it was all about, un, you know, undocumented immigrants and it's really illegals. But one of the things that she said, the education commissioner is to, you know, the people, I don't want you in the shadows. You are Rhode Islanders. What is your reaction when you heard that, Terry Gorman? Well, they're not Rhode Islanders, John. They happen to be residents here. They're living here, but they're not U.S. citizens and they're not Rhode Islanders. They're not considered Rhode Islanders by any stretch of the imagination, except in our political leaders and somebody that I respect a great deal. I'm surprised that she said it like that was is Commissioner Infante Green. Uh, it's disappointing that she that she phrases it that way because there's no there's no way that's not not a classification that they come under. And even though, like our governor, that the article she she wants she says. She doesn't want them to be afraid. Yes. Don't, please don't, please don't be afraid. Nobody's going to ask you about your immigration status. And yesterday, John, as far as the media is concerned, they were saying yesterday that the state is going to look into why there's so many people in the Latino community infected with the, with the virus. They're going to look into it. Well, that article that you just quoted from states right in there what's wrong. And, and it's, it's from the governor. It said the Latinos in Rhode Island may be particularly vulnerable to, to the COVID-19, the disease, blah, 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 because many members of the community work in low-wage jobs. This is the undocumented now. That many members of the community work in low-wage jobs, such as in the manufacturing or healthcare sectors, Raimondo said. Families also often live together under one roof, which can lead to transmission among family members. Now, it's not all illegal aliens in those families, but there are illegal aliens. It's mixed status families, and that's what's causing the problem. And why they won't just admit it and move on and tell the Latino leaders in the community, look, we're here to help. You have to make the arrangements. Don't ask the taxpayers to make all the arrangements. You you have to have your people go. You know, John, when you look at the, what they're trying to do, this article says they're going to open another walk-in center in Central Falls. They opened one in Pawtucket. Right. And there was 18 pictures on Facebook showing nobody there. That's right. Nobody's going. Yes. I personally went to the one in Providence yep. at that school, and there was nobody there. That's right. At twelve twenty in the afternoon, there was nobody there. I asked where the where the customers were. The police officer, evidently a really nice guy, rolled his eyes, like you know, what are you talking about? Where's the customers? There's no customers there. The people are not paying attention for whatever the reason. They're not going to these centers. That includes legal and legal Latino community people. They're not going. Now, Terry, I want to play for you, folks. Um, I don't know if you, Terry, did you see that Facebook Live that Governor Mundo did the other night with Afonte Green and Telemundo? Did you see any of that or hear about that? No, I did 
All right. They reference it in the paper. If you go to my website, depetro.com, I have the story. Should illegals receive Rhode Island federal stimulus money? So you click on that. And I want to play this for you, Terry, because this is one of those things. It was not even covered or brought out in the media where Governor Mundo is going to talk to Senator Reid to see if they can take some of the $1.2 billion and give it to the undocumented in Rhode Island. And, Terry, I want you to listen to the checklist that Governor Mundo rolls out, which is she's raising money for them, free health care. They want to increase their benefits, free clothing. They offer to put them up for free at hotels. And Governor Mundo was offering the illegals 700 dorms at Brown University. She's saying all the illegals can move into the dorms. I want to play it for you just so you hear it. I do have it on my website, depetro.com. Terry, this is one of those things. I can't believe how, you know, everybody sees this stuff. And how come, Terry, you I'm the only one in the media that brings this out, like how outrageous this is. So let me uh, play it for you. Here it is right here. It's not that loud, but you can hear Will it. there be economic assistance to undocumented immigrants? We have received a lot of questions, most of, most of them expressing concern. They are contributing to the state and are paying taxes. I understand. And I understand. We need to do more. Necesitamos the answer is yes. yes. Some of the things now we have increased. Some of our benefits that are going to be available. Listen to this. Let's get Terry Gorman's reaction. Terry, I mean, I don't know what more they could do. Everything, the bottom line is, Terry Gorman, everything the governor is saying is free. Of course it's free. But, you know, that's news to me about this free business that they're going to put illegals up at the hotels and 700 dorm rooms at Brown University. And this isn't, you know, what's uh, what's interesting, Terry, was this was initially described as that those dorm rooms were supposed to go for if you were a frontline worker and, uh, and yeah. a first responder. Yeah. Now they're saying if you live in a crowded household, as you and I both know, a lot of them, they live many in an apartment. Well, then you can say it. We'll put you up at a hotel and we'll also put you up at the dorms at Brown for free. Yeah. Well, she better ask, she better ask Senator Reid for the money to administer all of these programs. Yes. What are they going to do with John? If, if there's 700 rooms available, how many people are going to come and get in those rooms? What about the homeless in those rooms? Yes. What about the veterans in those rooms? Right. You know, but illegal aliens aren't entitled to anything, John. No. Zero, 
nada, not anything. And and this governor is is going to not only she's going to turn us into a bilingual state, she's going to turn us into the leading per capita illegal alien population in the country is what she's going to turn us into. You're right. People are going to be coming here from Chelsea, Mass. Oh yeah. Where they can't get more, where they can't get all the benefits. Where New York, where De Blasio is chasing out the homeless people and sending yep. them all over the country and giving them money. She's just like the De Blasio. He's giving them a year's rent. Now she's going to give him. She's going to give him a room at Brown in a dormitory or a room at the Wyndham Hotel. Yes. And now she wants to give him money. Besides that, and you know, it's uh, the uh, she, she wants to do the same thing as uh, California as the governor of California. You know, g- give them a, a five hundred dollar bonus for being an illegal alien. Well, you heard her say she was going to talk to Senator Reid, Terry. That one point two billion. That's our taxpayer money. Notice the person, the woman from uh, Telemundo that says they pay taxes and they contribute to society. You and I both know, and that's a talking point. Actually, they don't pay taxes. Their idea is they're paying sales tax when they buy things. But they they don't pay taxes the way we do, Terry. Terry, that money that Senator Reid helped secure, not, not one nickel of that should go towards the undocumented illegals in Rhode Island. No, no, it shouldn't. And you're absolutely right, John. With with the taxes, a, a large portion of them are working and not paying any taxes. That that's a problem. And and if they if they are paying taxes, and the benefits that they accrue after they've paid the taxes far outweigh the the amount of money they pay in taxes. And if you do that on a national scale, it's like I I don't know. It's uh, they contribute fifty one billion in taxes all all across the country but the expenses are 131 billion that we pay for illegal aliens terry so, here's and again folks good afternoon it's sean DePietro. um terry i have uh, blake Filippi coming up at 12 30 i don't know if you yeah. want to pass a message along to him i don't know if you followed boy he's he's trying to get in the conversation at the state house uh and i see he actually just tweeted standard mattiello playbook attack those who question is not following the law like disparaging me for stopping his illegal convention center audit he is now mattiello subject of a grand jury investigation and um and so he is, in fact, um, he is trying to, Mattiello has maybe, Terry, the speculation, he cut some deal with Ramundo that he's content to just sit back and let her run the entire Rhode Island government right now. Well, that would be a real shame, John. That would be an atrocity. And I don't, I don't know, that's scary to think that, that she would be running the whole show. And you can see where her priorities are. I mean, every day. It seems like there's more talk about the Latino community and the and the undocumented, as she calls them, the illegal aliens, than there is about anybody else. You know, we 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 should be taking care of the homeless first, the veterans first. The the listen, the ho- listen, the homeless are fine. The homeless are fine. We we need to take care of business leaders, families, tax paying citizens. Terry, I mean, all due yeah. respect, you and I are on the same. Page, but I can't keep listening to people talk about the homeless. I mean, enough of this. They, they're fine. I'm worried about families that are unemployed trying to get food on the table. Like, let's focus on, I don't want to see more people lose their house and become homeless. So the governor, none of that stimulus money should go to illegals. I think you and I agree on that. Yes, we do. It's $1.25 yeah. $1. billion, John. Not, not a nickel of it 
should go for that. And, you know, and it, it's unfortunate, but if I'm not mistaken, I thought Senator Reid made a statement that the governor would be able to use that money however she saw fit. Uh, he did say that, as a matter of fact. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that's a little scary also. And uh, I, I don't I don't know what, what the solutions are, John, but I keep hopping on it. The leaders of the Latino community have to come out of out of the shadows. <laughs> they're in the shadows on, on this issue. And to me, they're not doing anything. They're not doing enough. And you and I both know people in the Latino community, John, that would tell you and I to our face and the governor to her face if they if she would listen to them that the Latino community is not paying attention to this. When when they have these factories and say like the one the minister talked about up in Smithfield that fifty people had the coronavirus and what they did was they went in and sanitized that section and clo- closed the section where they worked for a week, sanitized it and then opened it up again. Well who went back to work in there? That's right. And, and it's like the nursing homes, John. Now, more and more nursing homes across the state are coming down with people with the virus. Where do they think that came from? It didn't come from the residents that are in the nursing home. It's coming from the staff in the nursing homes. And the governor and everyone else admits that the staff in the nursing home is majority Latino. That's, there's no other way to say it. You know, it's just unfortunate that that's the way it is. And but and and these people aren't they're not doing it on purpose, but they they're not stopping working. They, they you have to almost kill them before they would stop working. Hmm. And you know, that's a good attribute, I guess. But but they they're being infected by their own kind in their own households and they're coming back to work. When when they when they go in and sanitize these places, that say like the place down in North Kingston, a hundred people infected with coronavirus. I'll bet yep. you it's closer closer to three hundred people. They go to, they go in and sanitize it. Well, who goes back to work in there? Right. I mean that, that doesn't make any sense to me. That that every single person that had to get out of there that because of the coronavirus should be prevented from going. To, they should all be in quarantine. Good point. And prevented from going back to work until they can get another test that says says they're coronavirus free. Well, but even then, Terry, the problem with that is then they could immediately then just be infected. I know people are saying that, but you, you could then immediately get infected and then the test is only as good as if then you go from there. But one last point, Terry, before I let you go, just because we have Representative Blake Philippi. Folks, good afternoon. It's 1224. It's John DePietro speaking with our friend Terry Gorman. Terry, I'm curious to hear, if the problem remains in South Providence, in Pawtucket and Central Falls, why would the governor maybe not think about keeping those areas in stay-at-home lockdown, but allowing the rest of the state to open up? Because they, they can't hide the numbers. The highest concentrations are in Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls. In certain sections, they're not everywhere around the state. No, I I agree with you, John. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's the only solution. That's I the think only it is. Solution. Yeah, if, it's, if we're going to clear up the the, the problem, it's so, somebody the people that are causing the problem have to be quarantined. That's right. Period. End of story. Terry, and, great and, job. And, great. And, I got to leave it there. I got to leave it there. Great job, Terry. Right. I'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. All right, folks. Our friend Terry Gorman. 
right here on the John DePietro Show. As I said, we are going to speak with Representative Blake Flippy. Good afternoon to uh, everybody watching and enjoying it on Facebook Live. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Listen, with everything going on, the last thing you need right now is to have something go wrong, maybe with uh, your tractor trailer. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA, M-E-G-A, truck and trailer repair, over 20 years serving the people of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110, Mega Truck and Trailer Pier. So yesterday, we are going to speak to him, but Representative Blake Filippi, he attempted to try to get some answers uh, and get the General Assembly back in session, and they are now firing back at him. Uh, Larry Berman, who was paid to lie for House Speaker Nick Mattiello, who's on the verge of indictment, by the way, writes, the House Senate governor, long history, creating task force, commissions. Leader Filippi is referring to a House rule that the Speaker, Majority Leader, Minority Leader, Stand Committee. This is not a committee solely created by the House, Joint Committee, Senate. Senate President, each appointed member. Unfortunately, Filippi interrupted a very serious meeting and erroneously referred to a House rule that does not apply. While the members were adhering to Department of Health regulations, he inappropriately added his presence to the room, compromised their ability to properly keep a social distance. Task force will continue to focus his attention. So that is like complete BS. And Philippi put standard Mattiello playbook. Attack those who question his not following the law, like disparaging me for stopping his illegal convention center audit. Now the subject of a grand jury investigation. Social distance, I was at least 10 feet from the tables wearing a mask. So, uh, and then, of course, the media is saying Larry Berman fires back at Filippi's criticism of the Joint Task Force. Folks, Blake Filippi, he is the House Minority Leader. He is our, right now, I am so impressed with the guy in Blake we trust. Folks, he is, let's see some thumbs up on Facebook Live. I'm telling you, this guy is positioning himself to be, we need someone to speak out. He is challenging this uh uh, unprecedented amount of power that the governor is uh, putting forward. And he uh, was questioning yesterday this business of this sham task force to uh, whitewash the government's COVID-19 spending. And let's see, amazing the speaker would use an unlawful task force, which he has no legal authority to create and review the government spending during the crisis. Speakers stated publicly the task force will exercise House constitutional oversight function. and the, But the problem is he wants to participate and they won't let him get in on it. And, and I listen, we need him there. You need someone that is speaking on behalf of the people. And I, I've come out and said how this business that the only people that are um, – Let's see. Uh, Representative Anastasia Williams, I'm responsible for me defending me. Racist to a sham. Oh, my God. Has nothing to do with that. The guy, there has to be some representation in there. Make your point for the 11 third quarter hour tonight. I have no problem accepting being wrong. She can't even write properly. And if you, the word, the letter N, the beginning, N-U was not. This is what is passing for leadership right now. 
He's saying the speaker would use an unlawful task force, no legal authority to create. So I'm going to get him on the line in um, in, in just a moment. Uh, Ted Nisi, I asked Governor last Friday whether her plans was to submit a whole new budget. She didn't answer either way, just said her January proposal will have to be heavily revised. Bit of a holding pattern until a week from today when the official's revenue estimate comes out. And Ian Donis is saying that Speaker Mattiello has asked the governor to submit a new budget for his spokesman. No response yet to the inquiry on whether she'll do that. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, this is rearranging the, uh, the deck chairs on the Titanic, for crying out loud, uh, at this point. I mean, without, uh, without question. Um, they're also increased the strain of remaining journalists. All right. Well, that is certainly a problem. Um, let's let's get him on the line right now. He is um, the House Minority Leader, and uh, folks, we need him. I want you to understand. We need him to speak out. We need him in the conversation. Let me do this. Let me um, quickly just remind you that this is a, a tremendous time to take advantage, folks. You want to get a water filter for your home. I swear by mine, and you don't know how long it's going to last. And the thing about it is then you don't have to worry about running out to the store to get Hi, a bottle of water. Hi, I'm Water Filter Company. Do you know all my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're hey, enjoying the whole safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in line. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Well, folks, let's bring him on. He has uh, obviously uh, got the uh, speaker. He certainly got their attention trying to get some balance into our government right now in the discussion. He is the House Minority Leader. We want to say good afternoon to Representative Blake Filippi. Good afternoon, Rep. Filippi. Hey, John. Listeners, nice to hear from you. <laughs> hey, Rep, I want to give you a chance. So yesterday they're having this so-called task force meeting. You attempt to at least be part of the discussion, bring some balance to it. And now, of course, typical, I saw your tweets, Mattiello tactic, which is to attack the messenger, even though he's not standing on firm ground. Yep, that's how it goes. And that's how it goes. Like, you call Mattiello out for breaking the law, not following the law, and is it... You know, his initial response is to attack you, attack your motivations. And we're still waiting. We're all still waiting for the speaker to explain his legal authority to appoint a task force that exercises the House's constitutional oversight role. Still waiting. Do you want to touch on, so yesterday, folks, they're having this task force meeting. Everyone is 10 feet apart. And you were attempting to say, listen, I want to be part of this discussion. I want to represent the people. I want to give my input. Basically, they shut you down. They wouldn't allow you to be part of it, which is political games from Mattiello. And then some of his he is like attack dogs, like Representative Anastasia Williams, who suddenly starts trying to drag race into it, even though it's ridiculous. And now you have his spokesman, Larry Berman, who basically is paid to lie. He starts saying that you violated social distancing rules. 
so here, there's like the logical breakdown. Speakers said the House is exercising through this task force its constitutional oversight function. The only way that power can be wielded is through our House rules, which the Constitution tells us to adopt. You open up our House rules, there's nothing about task force. It's, they don't exist. They do not exist. The only thing the Speaker can do, the only thing the House has delegated to the Speaker the power to do is create committees. And the rules are clear that I'm on every committee. So last night, it was a committee of the House meeting with the committee of, se- of the Senate, and I legally had a right to be on that committee. If it wasn't that, it's a total fiction. It's an informal gathering of legislators purporting to exercise the House's authority. It's a farce. And the fact that during this time, during this crisis, they're using a farce to oversee the governor, I think it's outrageous. You know, Rep. Filippi, a lot of people... Providence Journal has an editorial about the, the modeling that was used on this. Uh, you know, they lay out exactly the case where the Raimondo people are saying that at this time we would need 6,000 beds and there are under 400 people hospitalized. Now, I think it is certainly worthwhile to release, reveal the data and start to answer some questions on what were they basing that on? We've called for House Oversight to convene to review 24 critical items that are just big question marks out there that we policymakers and the public need to make decisions. The Speaker won't call House Oversight, and one of those items is the modeling. It is the modeling. I mean, if we're under 10% of hospital beds of what was projected, I need to know that it's responsible to shut everything down. I don't know that it is or isn't, and that's the point. How can I as a legislator, be denied the ability to get my hands on this information to make policy decisions. I mean, it's a total dereliction of duty. Yes. This, this task force is a, is a complete whitewash. It's, it's a show. It's theater to give the perception that the House is doing its job when it's totally staying home and abrogating its constitutional function. It's a complete, it's complete theater, kabuki theater. You know, and it's interesting, folks, we're speaking with the man right now who's speaking for the people, Representative Blake Filippi. Rep, where you're exactly on the money is uh, when you think about this, the decisions that were made off of this model, you're talking about businesses closed, some to never reopen, people laid off, unemployed, everything. And now we're finding that it's the model they were using is 13 times what reality is. I think some questions have to be answered. How did they come to that? You're not talking about being off just a little. This is very significant with some businesses that may not reopen, even though right now they're talking about let's reopen Twin River while restaurants in Rhode Island remain closed. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, John. Decisions are still being made, right? Like she and uh, the governor announced that basically summer is shut down a few days ago. Yeah. You know, have, their, have their models improved? Are their models good now when the other ones weren't? Are we using the same modeling that is proven to be inaccurate? I mean, these are questions we need to know. The questions the House should be demanding, rather than forming this this Kabuki Theater tax task force, which is saying, "Oh, how did you spend a hundred million dollars?" Really, there's one point two five billion dollars we need to keep our eye on. We're not even talking about that. I mean, I, I'm shocked as a member of the House, as a citizen of Rhode Island. It is an absolute disgrace what's going on. I don't know that the, decision, the governor's decisions are wrong or right, and that's the problem. Right. We need data. 
I don't know that I have businesses in my district that will never come back. People whose lives are upended, and we're just being coddled like children. Yeah, elected representatives are being coddled like children. And Speaker Mattiello, is like, we got this. I'm talking to the governor. It's okay. Sorry, that doesn't cut it. No. It doesn't cut it. And on top of that, Rep, let's be honest. And again, folks, good afternoon, especially on Facebook Live. Uh, I, I, you have a lot of fans out there. Uh, Rep, I mean, at this point, the governor continues to, like, threaten that I may shut the state back down. I may do this. We're going to see how people behave. If a, if a lot of the concentration of the people that are testing positive tend to be in the urban communities, such as Central Falls, Pawtucket, and Providence. Why are you penalizing the outer community areas? And a lot of people, for surprise, think of August. This is May 1st, May, June, July. August is four months away to be canceling events in August without even giving them an opportunity to set up some kind of safe distancing plan. Rep, it seems like a big government overreach. Listen, John, the system works with the consent of the governed. I, I, I am fearful that they will no longer have the consent of the governed if they're not providing the data, not being up front. I mean, I've read a lot of studies on this stuff. And it's like, you've got to just tell the truth. You've got to be transparent. You've got to hand it over. That's how you get the public to have buy-in. Now, we've all had buy-in. This state has done an amazing job, people of this state, social distancing, doing the right thing. But there comes a point where we have to say, okay, you know what? Give us the data. Explain to us why we're changing our lives, upending our lives, and we're not getting the data. And if that continues, you will see people not complying. You will see people just saying, you know what? I'm going to go live my life. Well, and, it, and, and, and that's going to fall at the feet of the governor and, frankly, right at the feet of the Speaker of the House, who's just been derelict in his responsibility to his members and the state. I think you're right, folks. And, uh, folks, it's Representative Blake Flippy and uh, Representative Minority Leader, just so we're clear, as the Providence Journal illustrates, with the, road, quote, Rhode Island model, which they won't release details on, they're saying that on May 3rd, they would need 2,250 hospital beds. Now, today is Friday. That means right now there were 339 people hospitalized. They're basically off by 2,000 people. Rep, that, that's a huge number, and they won't even release. Where did this model come from? Yeah, and, and how has the model changed? Are we using different metrics now to make these decisions about closing the summer down? Yeah. Like, you, you know, I don't want to say fool me once, but all right, you know, clearly, clearly wrong. I'm not right. passing dispersions. I don't even know how they came up with the model. I can't question them. You know, I can question them saying, if you need the data, you're not giving it to us. But uh, we need to know, is this the same model? Are you using the same type of data today, the same company, however you obtain the model? Are you using that now to determine that we can't have more than groups of 50 during August? You know, as the journal points out, they even had in this Rhode Island model now that 4,300 people could need hospital beds. And as I said, right now, there's 339. That's 13 times greater than the number said. And at one point, Governor Mundo even said, by May 1st, we may need 6,000 hospital beds. And there's 339. Rep, a fair question of people is... Is this the model that they're going to use during the course of the summer? Because, as you said, fool me once is one thing, but it's clear the numbers, it's not even a little off. It's so far off from what they were projecting, and that should be a good thing. This is a time to reopen things and loosen the restrictions, not continue to clamp down by holding on to the information and the data. 
and, and, and where is our House of Representatives? Nowhere. Where is, where is the, the, the legal oversight of the governor? Specific, clear, our statutes. Yep. 35, 30, 15, 9B. Look it up. It's a statute. The General Assembly has the authority to stop this, to change this. It is our fundamental statutory and constitutional duty to oversee the governor's actions during this state of emergency. And we've totally, we're not even on the ball field. Hmm. We're just telling you we're on the ball field. We're setting up this farce, this this task force to look at spending. I said to you on the phone, no, I want to know why I can go to Walmart, but I can't go to church. I, I love that. Walmart, He's right. But I, yep. I can go to Walmart, but I can't go to the 5,000 acre Arcadia Park. That's what I want to know. You know, they're just, they're just dancing around, pretending to do their jobs. You know, that is an excellent point. And even in a church, you could certainly section off the pews where people sit here and then the next people sit three rows back and like scatter it out. You know, that is an excellent line. I can go to Walmart, but I can't even go to church this Sunday or tomorrow night or in the morning. Uh, none of that makes sense. Before I let you go, and again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Blake Filippi, Rep. I believe the the people in our form of government, we need someone to speak out for the business owners, for the people, for the families, people that have sacrificed, that have done exactly as they're told, not getting answers. Um, And now we're even, you know, this business of all of this is going to hang over our head over the course of the summer. And if the numbers don't improve, then there's going to be the restrictions stay in place to come back. But a lot of the, the, the problem seems to be. As I mentioned, in certain areas like Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls, why are you penalizing everybody, whether it be, you know, Block Island or Narragansett or Newport or War, any, why are you penalizing everyone for actions of a community that seemingly are not going tested and not following the guidelines? I don't know, John. You know, one thing that did come out of the task force last night, one of the questions that was asked, good question by Republican Tom Paleo from Northern Rhode Island, he was asking about what is your plan to do antibody testing? Because antibody testing is the gold standard here because it will determine the extent of our herd immunity, whether yep. we've been exposed to it and are now essentially, I don't want to say immune because it would always mutate, but essentially we're vaccines. Right. You know, there needs, there, that, that will determine when we can open things up. Right. If half the people have already been exposed to it and have antibodies, like game over, it's time to turn the lights back on. And they had no plan for it. They had a plan to make a plan. Yes. It should be all hands on deck. Let's get the antibody testing going and figure out what's happening here. You've seen the studies out of New York and Massachusetts where they've done antibody testing. And incredible amounts of people have antibodies to this thing already. They're essentially, they've been vaccinated. One, one last question, uh, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePedro speaking with Representative uh, Minority Leader Republican Blake Filippi. What is your reaction? We learned this week, you know, I remember when uh, Speaker Mattiello did an interview with the Journal, he broke his silence and said, I have this list that his buddy Jim Demers gave him. This is why I did the audit. I have this list of things that's wrong. So as a result of that, Channel 12, to their credit, said, okay, then that should be a public document of JCLS. Let's, uh, you know, we'd like to get a copy of that. They brought it to Attorney General Peter Narona. His office said, you know, that is correct. You need to hand that over. They asked once. They asked twice. They asked three times. After delay, delay, delay. And then they're told, uh, Mattiello claims, actually, there is no list. Uh, so there was, I think I said the other day, there was an untruth at some time. 
either what he said there was a list yep. or saying now that there isn't a list. That's right. And and I don't think that, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Attorney General, uh, not, excuse me, Attorney General Nerona, great guy, smart. I love a lot of the stuff he's doing. He issued a warning to the Joint Committee on Legislative Services about what went down. Right. Joint Committee on Legislative Services hasn't met in over 10 years. It's been completely commandeered by Mattiello. Mm. So really, this, this warning should be to Mattiello, not the committee that didn't act, the committee didn't respond, the committee didn't even know about this letter complaining about APROS to Attorney General Nerona. So I think the record needs to be corrected that it's not JCOS that messed up. It's the speaker in his capacity as chairman of JCOS that messed up. Well, we want you, the people want you on that task force. What is the, the last question? What is the task force? What are they meeting again, this task force? Uh, it's not determined yet. Okay. <laughs> There's a plan. All right. Well, the governor's doing daily announcements. Folks, he's Representative Republican Blake Flippy. Rep, the people are with you. Thank you for speaking out. And certainly we're going to talk to you again. Thank you, John. Be happy and healthy, my friend. All right. Folks, there he is, Representative Blake Filippi. Thank God that someone is speaking out and challenging Governor Amundo on this uh, this whole thing. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1246. Now, this is, I believe this is going to be a big Briefing. If the media was allowed to attend this briefing, it would be even bigger. Uh, I will do my best to try to get some questions to the governor. This is a developing story from the editorial in the journal to the numbers seem way off to now this business of the task force. Uh, are the numbers going up? Are they going down? We are we going to is she going to extend the stay at home because Massachusetts and Connecticut has a lot of questions coming up. We are going to carry it live right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by MEGA Professionals. Now listen, you're trying to run your company and you're trying to figure out exactly, you know, uh, changing your staffing. You don't have time to go through the whole process of why go through the whole hassle of interviewing. MEGA Professionals can help you. 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. MEGA Professionals. If you need workers, Drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend workers, or local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class AB or non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office workers, healthcare workers, professionals. One thing I know, why not let the professionals at MEGA, M-E-G-A, over 20 years serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, let them Screen out the workers for you. Call them 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. That's right. And they can do it all. You know, it makes no sense. Listen, you definitely need the workers. The, the question is, how much time are you going to spend having to go through that? But they can do um, all kind nationwide search on staffing if you need it. Or they, you know, care New England project managers, whatever it may be. The professionals, let them help you out. MEGA professionals providing you and your business with the professionals that you need. 508-336-7801, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Right now it's 1249. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I'll tell you, he is someone to watch, Representative Blake Filippi. He is uh, there. We need more of someone like him speaking out. I'm seeing right now uh, Channel 12 is reporting 13 more COVID-19 patients die in Rhode Island. Hospitalizations are up again. 
Now, folks, this is something to listen for. Is the governor going to extend the stay-at-home order? But a problem we've had is exactly the system that they've been using regarding the hospitalization numbers. So now I am hearing 13 new uh, disclosed fatalities bringing the death total to 279. One day after significant upward revision of the count of patients, the health department reported 352 infected patients in the hospital as of today, up from 339. On a brighter note, the number of patients in the ICU or ventilator both declined. The state said testing has confirmed 341 new cases over the last 24 hours. It was down from 374. And the entire number in the state is about 9,000. Although a lot of that I come back to, I just question how important that number is unless they're in the hospital. But folks, something to listen for is whether or not if she's going to push back the stay at home and these makeshift hospitals. I'm hearing that they're going to start to, uh, on Tuesday, put some people at the convention center. So that's something that we want to listen to. And it all has to do with capacity at the hospitals. So we are going to carry that at 1 o'clock, Governor Armando. I think I, I know uh, it's going to be important to hear that, exactly where the numbers are. And, and I am uh, very anxious to hear whether or not uh, where this goes. Now, Boston Globe, six weeks after social distancing began, Massachusetts coronavirus hospitalized hospitalization cases remain high. Why so little improvement? They don't have an answer on that. Uh, Joe Biden denies sexual assault allegation. Never happened. I, not many people feel that that was uh, a very good interview for him this morning. Rhode Island reports 13 more deaths. Um, let me just see what else as I'm scanning some of the headlines. That situation in Michigan yesterday, folks, I'm telling you, Rhode Island is... Uh, it could be pretty close to that. Pandemic could last two years. My goodness, that doesn't sound positive. Mika grills Joe on sexual assault allegations. He won't open personal archive. Why won't TV news book Tara Reid? I mean, that makes no sense at all. And right now, New York Governor Mario Cuomo is the most popular politician in America. Off-grid living gains appeal, self-sustaining homes, the future. Folks, uh, one thing, the Republican Party, in, in my mind, the, um, the Trump campaign should be careful of is, in my, in my eyes, you want Joe Biden to be the candidate. You don't want to push him out now because there's still plenty of time. You don't want, we don't want to see you. Listen, I'm, I'm voting for that man. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to see Biden falter and be pushed out of the way. And then suddenly they decide, let's just go with uh, New York Governor Mario Cuomo. That is not something that we want in any way. Hey, I want to remind you, for your business or school or home, the most effective way to clean. Okay, the old ways of the uh, a bucket and a mop and... Uh, what, some uh, some Windex? Those are gone. For coronavirus cleaning disinfection service in Rhode Island, you want sole source restoration. I'm going to give you the number. Coronavirus cleaning disinfection service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Sole, S-O-L-E, just like the sole, sole of uh, your shoe. Sole source restoration, 401-712-2700. Take down this number. 
Soul Source Restoration, Coronavirus Cleaning Disinfection Service, 712-2700. Their website is soulsourcerestoration.com. Look for them on Facebook, 712-2700, 401-712-2700. CDC approved. They have the microthermal fogging, electrostatic spraying equipment, Mike CP. They showed me a demonstration of their equipment. It is top-notch. It's some of, they're only one of six companies in the United States that have this equipment. Folks, call them Soul Source Restoration, CDC approved. They have the proper protective equipment. By the way, environmentally and pet friendly. And they do the most effective post cleanup. They have a tremendous website, Soul Source Restoration. Call them right now, 401 712 27. 2700. Remember, you need a special type of cleaning to truly get the virus off. And the old way of doing that just doesn't stand. So if you have a business, I know, and they're very modest, but they have been called in to work on some projects where there's some other cleaning companies were not getting the job done. Sole Source Restoration, Mike CP, they will get it done for your home, for your business. Maybe it's a school, maybe whatever it may be. I know a number of schools that have used them, and I also know a number of facilities that have used them. When they've had outbreaks, this is the company they call. You're not going to find anyone better in our area than Soul Source Restoration. Call them right now. At least call and find out more. 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. Coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's Soul Source, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration online, soulsourcerestoration.com. Right now, here's what's going to happen, folks. Good afternoon. It is Juan. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. I will be doing a special Facebook Live tonight just because there is so much news going on. Uh, Like many of you. This is big. I'm very anxious to see exactly what happens with Governor Mundo coming up next hour.